sorry it was so long between um, episodes. Yeah, everyone's been sick kids and busy mm-hmm. with work and yeah, totally life. Mm-hmm. When did we last post? Yeah, it was a while ago. Because this stand in the park thing? Yeah. Oh, we did one after we the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're trying to organise a protest too. Yeah, which would You're be not cool. thinking. Do you know my um, I Don't Co-Parent With The Government shirt arrived? Oh, sick. Yes. Did you get it in yellow? No, it's like a grey colour. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, I was thinking like, you know when you're protesting at the Civic Centre, that's the perfect place because yeah. it's like really vis- visible. Yeah. But then I'm like... It's annoying because we don't really have the government. Because wouldn't we be protesting at the people making the um, the bullshit mandates? Yeah, but we don't really have anyone in yeah, town that's what that's I was making those bullshit mandates. Then I was mandates. thinking we should go stand in the fucking hospital car park, Queensland Health. Yeah. Or the boss, you know, the where the admin higher-ups of Queensland Health. It's not the hospital, where their yeah, offices yeah, yeah. are. Yeah. Stand there opposite splashes. Yeah. And hey. be like, fuck Queensland Health. Because <laughs> yeah. they're, the, they're the little puppeteers of everything. Yeah, this is true, this is true. Mm. Did you see the Mount Isa City Council have agreed to draft yeah. the letter for the Premier? Yeah. Which is exciting. It's so good. And I, and I had this argument with someone the other day. They're like, oh, it won't fucking do anything. And no, technically speaking, the letter won't do anything. Mm-hmm. It won't stop the police if they want to be cunts coming into businesses and finding people. Mm. Uh, it won't stop any of that. But what it does do is it shows that the people taking their issues to the council do actually have a voice. Yeah. And the council do work for us and mm-hmm. they are standing behind the community. And even for the thing of looking back in history, to yes. know that you stood for it, even as a exactly. council, I think yep. all those councillors should be proud to be on a council that you there's a little bit of proof there, a little bit that they weren't for it. Yeah. And that says something, even if it doesn't mean much except for your families looking back on like, oh yeah, mum and dad like, you know, were involved in making, you know, yeah. bit known that we weren't happy with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's lots of councils now that mm. are doing this. Yeah. And some big councils too, like Logan and Marie. Oh really? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So um even just the impact that all of those collectively have, I mm-hmm. think, is really something. Yeah. I don't. He- I didn't hear of anything like this happening in New South Wales or Victoria. Yeah, that's. And so I true. follow a lot of like pages. Those you know, like Voice for Victoria. I'm sure if it was happening down there, mm-hmm. she would have been like, "Oh, this is happening. This is happening." Yeah. You know, it's so good. Fuck yeah, Queensland. Fucking oath, man. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but the same with like, oh, it's just so hard all this mandate stuff because. You know how all these councils are doing it. Wouldn't it be good if just all businesses yes. were like, we don't give a fuck. Yes. Like the big clubs in town, yes. if they all were in cahoots, why not? Fuck it. Shut yeah. us down. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. because... What but, are the, what, no, but I don't think anyone ever stops and actually thinks about the logistics of it. Mm. What are the police going to do? Are they mm. going to walk in and demand that all your employees and all your customers leave? Yeah. Like, I really don't think... I really can't see that happening. And, and everyone and think, stays. Exactly. Yeah. And you think about all those big, massive cities and mm-hmm. and Cairns and, and Townsville and mm-hmm. all the ones down the coast. Like, I'm sure they obviously have a um, bigger police force, mm-hmm. but they have a bigger population. So the ratio would still be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have the resources to be going into businesses and going, oh, excuse me, are you all vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be the fucking Karens mm-hmm. who don't get asked yeah. when they order their fucking coffee mm-hmm. and then report the business. Yeah. It's going to be the ones, like when I walk into Woolworths sometimes, I still see these idiots like running over to the QR code. Yeah, like, they're like, like, they almost fall over their feet. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, you got to check in before I get the virus. Yeah. Like, Oh my, oh my god, it's going to be those types. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. Um, I went into a shop in town, a clothes retailer. Um, this is the opposite of what their name is. 
worst and most nice. <laughs> yes. the opposite to that. And there's a guy that works there that could be like on oh, TV ads. <laughs> like, this, hey guys, would you like to sign up for the podcast? Is this the big dude that's worked in lots yeah. of places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like really tall. Or he has a brother at another place. They look like twins. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, similar. Right. And he's always really cheery. Hey, how you going? And he's scanning my stuff. And then all I said, because it was taking a while, I'm like, oh, are you guys affected by the mandate? Like in my head, I'm like, I don't think you are, but I'm just making conversation. There they are. And he like, is he? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. They, his, his face dropped and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, um, and then he goes and gets this little piece of paper that's that big cutout of all these bits of paper and it's got like the number to ring. He's like, this is the number if you want to call and talk about mandates. I'm not really sure about that. And he's like, just stop talking to me, scan the rest of my stuff. And I was like, his whole thing changed. And I'm like, I could be triple vaxxed right now yeah. and just wanting to know if I can, like, if I'm going to be if exposed to unvaxxed. In, yeah, like yeah. That's, but I was like, this is how effective the propaganda machine is yeah. if anyone even questions it or just asks a simple question you're treated like oh my god you shouldn't that's not an authorized question about that yeah and i was yeah. like oh my god and like, do you know how all this sort of started and i remember my dad even saying it to me once um yeah. he said you never discuss religion or politics mm. and i'm like now i always think why the fuck don't we discuss religion and politics yeah like why don't we I know, what's right? the issue yeah you can have a completely different opinion to me and we can still be friends yeah uh-huh. but they've created this whole thing where we can't if we think yeah. differently religiously or politically mm-hmm. then we can't coexist yeah it's interesting it's fucked up you know there's this like little tiktok trend thing and it talks about how you know how talking about money is impolite yeah and there's little like i think there must be like little accounts or something on there and they talk about how toxic that is and how it's like a power structure of not getting the small people to talk about money because then they start like oh no don't do that like maybe invest here or do smarter yeah, things yeah, and yeah. like knowing how people manage their money can help people whereas if it's a big secret and people are buried in debt and they never talk and they basically talk about that culture leads to you're 40 and you yeah. don't own anything and you know, all this stuff and i'm like that's interesting but the thought was was that it's designed that way yeah yeah did you know i've listened to this random lawyer podcast and there was these two chicks talking about how in these kind like i don't know anything about that world right like that businessy world or whatever um or like what do you call it like you know like uh you know like office people admin <laughs> yeah like that type of shit yeah yeah and they were saying like you like when you go and work for these law firms you sign a contract you're not to discuss your wage with anybody else yes and they said how toxic that is because you don't know if somebody else is earning more but it's by design because they don't want you to know you could be pulling in more like business but you're earning less but you know like all this shit and they were like it's you know by design i'm like oh my god yeah it it is very much um it is very much don't talk about how much you Mm. earn to anyone Queensland Health, you just Google like nurse waging. Yeah, I know. And it was the same at Cubill. Like I was a AO2 when I started and I was a six mm. when I left. Everyone knew what I was getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bit more like, yeah, fairer. Um, so Matt Taibbi is a fucking legend. He's got a, um, he's got a, he's a journalist. He's been around for a while and he was on Joe Rogan. Oh, is this the one where everyone's calling him an the the real journalist or something yeah like there's a few of them him glenn greenwald oh i think it was glenn greenwald that i saw yeah they're just and they're just you know but it's an excellent podcast to like he's got his own one called um i listened to that too with katie something i can't remember oh useful idiots he's got another podcast it's really good but um he's independent journalist and it's a really good one to listen to because he's been around for so long talking about how investigative journalism is just fucking non-existent and he talks about just you know and so 
um, there's this little part I'm going to play and he talks about how things have changed like um, now for journalists and what quality they are, which is a reflection on where we are now, I think. And this is American based, but it's totally Australia too. Like, can go anywhere doing journalism um, and you, you get to play detective sometimes, right? Which it's, it's a really cool thing. You got you to do the work of, you know, coming to a situation and figuring out who did what and that's mentally and intellectually stimulating. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great job. Um, but people have been, um, I think they've been uh, turned off to it because this new version of the, of the job is much more like professional flattery. It's much more political. Uh, they're, they're, they're training kids to be like courtiers, basically. And they, the people who come out of journalism schools now, they, they want to be close to power. Like they, the, that, that's the attraction for them is, is the, the idea of being the person who gets to sit next to a Hillary Clinton aide at a bar, um, you know, at the end of a day and, you know, oh, I know this person I, or I hang out at a party with this person. Like that, instead of, you know, going around the world or breaking a big story, like. And I'm like, well, that's, this is true. Like all the, I wonder how many journalists there are now, like just in, in Australia, for example, that even do their own investigative work. Well, there's another fucking part on this and earlier on and he was talking about you could find a good handful handful of investigative journalists maybe 10 years ago and he said even now you would be pressed to find a couple like yeah. there's not many around and like, like just the thinking of once you work for these big organizations like the abc like mm. how fucking varied is you their opinion well they obviously can't report on anything that isn't approved so mm. how the fuck are you a journalist? Like the, the, mm. the point of a journalist is to find a story and report it to the public. But if your boss or your boss's boss is stopping you from doing yeah. that, then you're not a fucking journalist. Exactly. And if everyone around you where you work and like the whole society and everything is following the same line as the government and yeah. the health agencies and all the regulatory boards that feed the government lines and then you repeat it as a journalist, you're not meant to be repeating stuff. You're meant to be taking that like, okay, I'm going to take that information and I'm going to look at the other side. I'm going to report it all without bias. I'm just yes. going to state facts. This is what people said. I'm not going to have leading fucking titles to, you know, you know, like it's just, I just can't believe. And then when you are reporting differently or oh, anti-vax are yeah, dangerous, yeah. you lose your job. Like, Extremist. Oh, there was a guy, a political cartoonist that lost yes, his job yeah, and it was that. over the most basic critique. And I'm like, this is what you're meant to do. You're meant yeah. to be like challenging yes. the government not and, and encouraging the masses to think for yeah. themselves and to think critically and to yeah read the information and go oh i agree with that side mm -hmm. or oh, i agree with that side yeah. they don't even report what anti-vaxxers and anti-mandate people they actually want no. like shouldn't it be the first thing you do is go out there and see exactly what their problems are yeah and address and them. address it don't yeah. just like oh they think there's a microchip or just go for this <laughs> controlled opposition shit that's so gay and you're like oh no wonder people think you're crazy, like, because all you're hearing about what anti-vaxxers want is, you know, To date, bullshit. there has never been a open and honest debate about coronavirus, COVID-19, the lockdowns, the mandates, the vaccines, nothing. On mainstream media. On mainstream media. And there can't be because mm -hmm. they would get slaughtered. Yeah. And they know that. Exactly. So they can't have an open and frank conversation with us because mm -hmm. we would fucking annihilate them. Yeah. So the only thing they can do to help mm -hmm. control the situation is to silence us. Yeah. That's it. That's the only option they have. Yeah. I just can't believe people trust the fucking TV so much. And if there's a doctor on there talking, they are like, they know. There was somebody that they telling me how 
um, they're talking to somebody who's been vaccinated and the vac vaccinated person asked my friend like, oh, well, why wouldn't you get vaccinated? And they just said basic shit, like basic known things like, you know, there's just not no long term safety studies on it yet for one. And he's like, oh, well, no, I seen my GP, you know, he said it was safe. And I'm like, the fucking basic level functioning <laughs> that you think your GP knows more. Like, look beyond your GP office. He's probably literally not even interested in what's going on. How many times <laughs> have you been to the GP and they have to Google whether oh. a medication is safe? Like, yeah. I remember when I was pregnant, I think Cody's pregnancy was the last time I went to the GP. Yeah. And that stupid bitch ditched me because I was planning a oh. home birth. Yeah. And I remember I had really bad, really bad... Um, Reflux? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so she was checking what medications were safe. I didn't end up taking any, obviously, but yeah. she was checking and she was like, oh, this one, oh, like she Googled it and she's like, oh, this one's a class B, this one's a class C. Oh, you could take this one. Like she fucking had to Google yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to put your life in the hands mm -hmm. of a doctor that has to Google whether a fucking medication is safe during pregnancy. Yeah. It's insane. And the, the fucking hypocrisy of it all is like, unless the GP is, and the ones that are really switched on and into it and researched aren't taking it. They, they're telling their people, no, just hold back a little bit, you know, like look at yeah. the risks, look at the benefits, what's your risk category? Like, let's look at you as an individual yes. and I'm not just going to like put you on the pipeline of guidelines from the government. They are like... Then they have the same fucking. Um, and they're the poor bastards that get their fucking office yeah. raided and all their files oh, yeah. taken. And but people that are like, oh, I went to my GP and they said it was safe because you put your GP on a pedestal. Yes. So what's wrong with the GP that's on the same pe pedestal technically, but yes. they don't agree? Like, and then who are you as a little normie to know the difference between the two? Yeah. Because like because you know nothing. Like you're not watching what TGA is saying. You're not looking at what the FDA is doing. You're not looking at the corruption and shit that Did is being see, reported. Um, the ATAGI, which is the Immunisation Governing Agency for mm -hmm. Australia. Yeah, they came out yesterday or the day before and said that they never recommended vaccine mandates. Excellent. And they're like the governing board. That's so they so, so they so from the TGA, mm -hmm. the TGA approve it. Then it has to go to the ATAGI yeah, for approval. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're above the TGA in terms of safety. Yeah. And they came out day before yesterday and said that they never <clears throat> um, recommended a vaccine mandate. Yeah. So even the recommend even the information that you think you're getting from the mm -hmm. from the professionals, yeah, isn't fucking coming from the professionals. And, there, and there's disagreement. There's people being like leaving the job. Yeah. You don't know that when your little GP gets his little fact through his fucking machine and says like oh recommend this for everybody yeah. that's all they're, they're just repeating information to you they're not looking like unless they're interested and they've got a job to do they've got bills to pay too yeah. you're, you're just you're a mon you're money like, yeah that's you're their income and they're, they're yeah you know what's hilarious is like these people who would be quick to say home birth free birth so fucking dangerous like oh my god you could die rah 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 it's like the same as um there was an analogy I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> like, I just find it funny that they're so scared of dying from COVID. Yes. And they're so then, scared of dying full stop. Yeah. But then they then they completely ignore the shit that is actually killing them. Yeah. You know, like their shitty diets and their <gasps> sedentary yeah. lifestyles and their lack of sunshine mm -hmm. and their, their stress and their tension and, mm -hmm. you know unhealed trauma and oh i just i could seriously you know there was this chick on instagram this bitch and <laughs> she blocked me um but i looked at her and i said you, like you look at her and she's the epitome of a fucking walking disaster yeah she could have every vaccine under the planet and she will die from covid <coughs> and the most inflamed looking person you've ever seen yes yeah 
and and I just thought you're, you're fucked, bitch. And was she <laughs> telling you to get vaccinated? Oh, uh, she was. Yeah, kind. Oh, uh, she didn't tell me to. She just called me like, "Oh, you're a fucking. Oh, the crazies are out today." And I'm like, "Oh, bitch, no, I'm not." Um, so you know, like the hypocrisy of people who are unhealthy. Yeah, that's what I mean. About it. And 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 I think subconsciously and deep down if they actually sat and thought about it they know they're fucking unhealthy yeah. and they know that they're at risk and you know what you can be unhealthy we don't give a fuck but don't yeah. tell us to do shit that's the yes. fucking problem when yeah. people say oh you're on your high and mighty horse like hey, oh look at the audacity of you to judge people it's like the audacity of you to think i should be injected <laughs> yes. like that's why i can sling my back at you bitch when you're telling me and my family to be injected and we're a danger to you yeah. it's like no now i can actually judge you like yeah. fuck off and, and you you don't do half the things to maintain your health that yeah. I do. So why the fuck should I do what you're doing when yeah. what you're doing clearly ain't fucking working? Yeah. And I'm sorry, but what I'm doing is fucking working. Yeah. You critique me. I can critique you. Yeah. So I think I'm going to quit drinking Bondi rum. <gasps> yeah. Do you know why? What are you going to drink? <laughs> Nothing? Uh, I don't know, maybe hard vodka straight <laughs> drinks. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know what, maybe they deleted it. But I'm like, you know what would be funny? Like, all the health benefits of not drinking, all of that, that doesn't appeal to me. But you know what fucking does is when they put this out. Bundaberg Rum on Facebook. The clock's ticking on applications for the Bundy CFO, Chief oh. Flavor Officer. Good thing our application process is easier. Step one, be double vaxxed. Step two, send us a message on why you deserve the role. If chosen, we'll reach out to verify your vax status and you and two mates could soon be on your way up to the distillery to sample our finest or even play a role in creating the next Bundy innovation. I was like, and then like, okay, you're an alcohol company which suppresses your immune system and you are, are suddenly promoting being vaccinated. Just a fucking oh. hypocrisy. And I thought, fuck you. That is I'm going to make rain shine. I'm surprised um, fucking, what, what are those cigarettes? Something yeah, Winfield Red Winfield, or something. Yeah, well, I'm surprised they're not fucking <laughs> pumping the vaccine. Do you know what I heard though? Be vaccinated, we'll send you a free pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I heard though, you know how Bunnings had those pop-up vax clinics mm. and um, the Irish club did it? Yeah. I heard they got paid $90 per person. Are you fucking on crack? No. Well, that's what Bunnings have um definitely got paid oh my god so i wonder if the irish got the same and then you think about that like i wonder how much bundy rum got yeah, slung to do that that's so fucking and there's been so dodgy. many sportsmen and and sports people and moving mm -hmm. you know moving people been approached yeah and they've all turned it like some of them have turned it down but yeah you know like the, the likes of mags magda Zelinsky obviously didn't turn it down have you, oh. ever, have you ever trolled on her page? No. Oh, man. She, I've seen her say some bullshit over like years. She's like the unhealthiest mm -hmm. fucking woman on the planet. Yeah. And she hates people that aren't vaccinated. Like, hates. Like, uh, she's not even like, get vaccinated, do your part. She's like, if you're not vaccinated, you're a cunt. Do these people not understand? Like, even if... Even if it was a safe vaccine, we all have the right to reject. Well, we what it doesn't matter. We we can, you don't need to have it. Like you, if you don't want it, like it's a fucking human right. Yeah. But like, what about the people that are literally sitting there with like mega brain tumors and all fucked up who are like, I can't take a vaccine reaction. And she's telling them you're a fuckhead. Mm. So the whole organ donation thing as oh, well. Oh, mate. I, at that point, I, like, I'm already at the point of like, you know, like, I don't want to be friends with somebody who believes in that. I know. Like, I, I don't have the maturity to be separating it. I'm like, you know, fuck you. I can't yeah. believe you would stand for people who are on the organ donation list, who are so unwell, who don't feel safe with the vaccine. And it doesn't even make sense, right? I say, say um, a, renal, a renal patient would be the most frequent organ, organ mm -hmm. recipient, I imagine. Yeah. 
So if you're on dialysis, your immune system is already fucked. Mm -hmm. And they have the audacity to Mm -hmm. say that these people should be vaccinated twice before they receive an organ donation. Yeah. Because, but did you hear the because? Because afterwards, they're on immunosuppressants so that the organ isn't rejected. Right. Right? Yeah. So... Wouldn't you, instead of poisoning someone to receive an organ to save their life, yeah. wouldn't you just say, after you've been, after you've received your organ, mm. you need to isolate, you yeah. need to have systems in place to yeah. isolate for three months, six months, whatever. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just say that? Yeah. Like, why? Why is the vaccine the fucking be-all and end-all? And there's other ways which probably are barely recognised by the mainstream uh, fucking health system, basically. There's ways to boost your immune system. Like, just because you've received an organ. Like, yeah, you are going to be a bit fucked up, right? But there are ways to naturally boost your immune system. Don't go skull and ice coffees and sugar and shit after your immune... After your fucking organ transplant. heaven forbid you even suggest that a healthy diet and some sunshine can can boost your immune system. It's so offensive. Because you're a fucking extremist if you do that. And you know what? Like, so, you know, this is the article. Transplant patients in a spin over demand that they are double-vaxxed. The way they're talking, the the patients, um, Dana Ward, 23, from the Gold Coast, said she's at loggerheads with her Brisbane specialist over her vaccine decision. Miss Ward had her pancreas and kidney transplant in 2009, but her body has rejected the kidney and she's now on dialysis. I have been told that if I have received a kidney and then got COVID, it would be a waste of an organ. I even have a donor ready to go, but it's been made clear I'll nothing will go ahead if I'm if I am not fully vaccinated um, because of my ill health I've always been hyper careful of what I put in my body I'm definitely not anti-vax but I am afraid of COVID vaccine side effects I am backed into a corner now and probably will have to go ahead with the vaccine and then another one Helen 44 she's had stage 4 kidney disease and has not had her COVID shots um, she says I have had every other vaccine including the flu and it has not been good I've ended up so sick I had to go I had to get someone to look after my son I'm not good with vaccinations and I feel I am being cornered I think it's a blatant discrimination to deny me a place on the waiting list because of this. I have just found out about the new policy this week and I'm overwhelmed by it. And it goes on and on. And you know how, like, if your patient doesn't feel safe, no matter how, you, no matter what your feelings about that is as a clinician, that is important because that's affecting them and it is real for them. Yeah. So how dare you be like, oh, no, don't worry about it. It's no different to, you know, a Jehovah's Witness coming in in an emergency situation and needing mm-hmm. life-saving blood transfusion. Yeah. I'm sure as a, um, a health professional, mm-hmm. everything inside your body is screaming, yeah. give them blood, give them blood, give them blood. Mm-hmm. But you respect their fucking exactly. bodily autonomy. It's no fucking different. Yeah. We do it for Jehovah's Witness. Why mm-hmm. can't we do it for people that don't want a vaccine? And when you go and get a little fucking degree and you're a health professional, that's what makes you different from the fucking somebody on the street plucking them them off the street being like hey can you make a decision right now like this person's coming in they need blood what do we do like most people if you haven't had the education in patient rights stepping away from your own beliefs and all of this shit then you would be like yeah give them the blood but that's not that's not who's in that role who's in that role should understand patient autonomy like the fact also that it says here um Queensland Health has confirmed that the decision was backed by clinicians. Who are they? Yeah, exactly. And what are their role and yeah. how long have they been in it and what's their background? Because you can be a fucking R you can be a doctor, but if you don't understand history or have further education and shit, yeah. um, consumer and Indigenous representatives. So consumers is like me. I could go down to the fucking maternity ward and be like, I'm a consumer and I think we should have fires in the, in the fucking and, room. And they that doesn't have, mean it's right. And they could have just picked 
six nurses, hand yeah, handpicked mm-hmm. six nurses who went, who they know are hardcore pro-vax mm-hmm. and gone, oh, what do you think about this? Yeah, cool, we support yeah. it. And you know what? They would have because everyone's vaccinated now who works for Queensland Health. Exactly. So everyone is biased. But for that to be that simple, what, a meeting by yeah. some fucking consumers yeah. and a fucking a few hand... And that, they're literally changing the course of people's lives. What the fuck? I know. Do you remember like what had to happen for the gay marriage vote? Yeah. That was insane. It was years and years and years. It yes. was like a fucking referendum. But no, mandates, we can take people off organ transplant lists for something that isn't actually proven to fucking protect you. It doesn't. Yeah. Like, you can still get unwell. The, the new UK stats that are coming out. Oh, they are just going fucking downhill. Loose. Um, and this is just a snapshot into us next winter. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would ever get to the same extreme as them. Because we live in a different environment. Not so yeah. Crowded. One, it doesn't get as cold. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't have that that prolonged fucking miserable they won't see the literally won't see the sun yeah, for three like months their vitamin d is yeah rooted. just fucked um we obviously don't have the population density that they have either mm-hmm. um and overall in general i would say obviously this is just a complete generalization but i would say australians are in general healthier yeah you know than mm-hmm. european well yeah. especially the english like mm-hmm. their diets are pretty average and, and their teeth are all fucked up yeah <laughs> Yes. Um, so that's me with my snuggle tooth coming out. <laughs> I had braces, but like, you know, the back metal bit fell off and oh. this tooth is like escaping. Oh, yeah. So I want to get mine taken off. Maybe I won't. Yeah, like it broke off in that mm. bit. So I probably need braces again. Um, so the English stats are this was, and this is all available on the ONS website. Mm-hmm. Um, death rates per 100,000 in the age range 10 to 59 unvaccinated um, <clears throat> are only 0.9. Um, the death rates per 100,000 in the age range 10 to 59 after second vaccine are 2.22. Wow. And then um, if you just want actual numbers, so UK from October 25 to November 21, which is a, almost a month ago now, they had 833 cases, 833,000 cases. Mm-hmm. The vaccinated accounted for 61% of all cases, 66% of all hospitalizations, and 81% of all deaths. And you can't say that mm. this is because most of the population is vaccinated now. Yeah. Because last winter they weren't vaccinated they had as many cases but they didn't have as many deaths so you know Gert Vandenbosch the dude yeah. that was predicting how bad this would be and it's unfolding exactly as he said like yeah. before the pandemic he's like no not a good idea um he did an interview on the highway maybe two weeks ago and he was saying um <laughs> I lost my train of thought again he was saying that um you know how they talk about like the pandemic of the unvaccinated? Yeah. It's just blatant lie. Like yeah. pe- they just repeat it, the media repeats it, yeah. and it's just not showing anywhere. No. Um Oh, even fucking Anna Fuckface was saying three people came in from Victoria in hotel quarantine. They've tested positive for COVID and they're unvaccinated. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you dumb fucks. Yeah. Every time she's mentioned a case, if mm-hmm. she doesn't say that they're unvaccinated, they you were. can guarantee you that they were vaccinated. Yeah. And see, that's just hiding information from it us. It is. Like, they hide everything. It's, yeah. like, so untrustworthy. Um, he was... This Gert Vandenbosch dude was saying that... His prediction is fucking dire, man. Like, he basically was saying 
um, the more we vaccinate and vaccinate, it's gonna, like the flu shot's basically shit too. He's like, it's the same thing. It's just gonna eventually fail completely. The more variants that come out, they're gonna speed up more vaccinations closer together. He said, You're, those people's innate immune systems are not functioning as good as if you were never vaccinated. Um, and so in my head, I thought the variants are going to be crazy and kill all the unvaxxed because we, it's so, such, so super now. It's not though. Every time a, a, a virus mutates, it weakens. So he was saying, right, that when you're unvaccinated and your immune system's so fucked up, they're all eventually going to, not all of them, but the weak ones are going to drop off. They're going to die from COVID eventually. When you've been not vaccinated and you have your innate immune system, which is completely robust, like you, so many people can get COVID, have a sniffle and they're done. And their immune system can be so strong in the reaction, bam, gone. They don't even keep antibodies because it was easy done. Yeah. Some people who were knocked over by COVID for two weeks, their body could hold on to antibodies like, that you could test yeah. because it hit them a bit harder so your body holds on to more. Yeah. Those people are the ones that are going to do better with all the variants, with all the shit coming. The people who are just getting this uh, vaccine constantly, yeah. their immune system, it's been like your immune system is affected by vaccines. I don't know if fuckwits realise that. The whole point is to get in there and change some things to make it work better. Yeah. So it is affecting your immune system. And he's saying, he is like, this is the worst thing to happen to humanity. Did and you, I'm like, and everything else he said has come true. And I'm like, can you imagine? That was like that video I sent you. And like, you know, it. all the people, like you just said all those stats. Like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Most well, of so, them that die are vaccinated now. So what they were saying um, is that, so the vaccine, and this is proven, this is in a study. Um, I'll just, I'll play a couple of things that I've collected um, so one was from the Logan pro-choice anti-mandate meeting uh -huh. the other night. Yeah. Um, one of the guys got up. He talks really fast, so you do have to listen very carefully, um, mm -hmm. but it's good because it's fast. Mm -hmm. um, and he talks about a doctor that wanted to get up on stage, but his wife's just lost his job, so he can't lose his job now yeah. or they're fucked. Mm -hmm. um, but so he wrote what he wanted to say okay, okay. so that he could stay anonymous. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what he said. Alan Friedman is a professor of medicine at Indiana University School of Medicine and a medical researcher. All right, here we go. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration's controversial plan to enforce COVID-19 vaccinations for large businesses, recently enjoined by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in America, was ostensibly designed to minimise deadly outbreaks of COVID-19. The ability of COVID-19 vaccines to protect life is at least at the heart of the OSHA mandate and the fierce debate over similar mandates now embroiling much of the world. Nearly 18,000 scientific papers have been published since last year on COVID-19 and vaccines, so the task of sifting through the evidence to help critically evaluate whether vaccines reduce risk of death seems daunting. It turns out, though, that two studies stand so far above the rest in terms of rigour and quality that they are uniquely suited to help us address the question of vaccine protection. These two studies, published last month in the New England Journal of Medicine, are fundamentally distinct from the other studies in that they are the only clinical trials yet reported to randomise adults to receive either a COVID-19 vaccine, Pfizer or Moderna, or a placebo injection, and then follow them over time. Why is this important? Because the randomised, controlled study design they used is the gold standard and most rigorous scientific tool available to examine cause and effect relationships between an intervention and outcome, vaccination and death in this case. Because the results from the two trials were so similar, regardless of the type of vaccine used, it is helpful to merge the results following a combined total of 74,580 individuals, half given the COVID-19 vaccination and half given a placebo shot. Over six to seven months, the two studies reported that 
37 people who were vaccinated died as compared to 33 people who received the placebo. Simply put, the very best scientific evidence currently available to mankind does not support the widely held contention that COVID-19 vaccination using the Pfizer or Moderna brands lowers risk of death, at least over the first half year after vaccination. Interestingly, these striking findings were not reported in the main body of the papers, but in supplemental sections. Finally, the very low rates of death from COVID-19 observed in both studies should serve to remind us of how minimal the risk is in the general population. Perhaps the key takeaway message is that absolutist, rigid COVID-19 vaccine mandates such as that put forth by OSHA or the TGA are not based on best science. Such mandates run counter to the universal medical dictum of risk stratification, whereby treatment is tailored to individuals based on individual risks and benefits. So that is the two studies that we have out of 18,000 studies. Mm-hmm. That's the two and more people died from being like that were vaccinated than unvaccinated and i'm sure like that was seventy thousand people that's considered nothing anyway like 33 and first 37 that's ridiculous like that's normally not even counted as like marked as zero in a study like yeah what the fuck yeah um the high wire if you guys are podcast people which you are because you're listening listen to the high wire they come out every week and they go over like the last weeks like all the studies that have been released and it's really good and you know then from listening to that you can google it read it yourself blah 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 um they were saying they they they're going over the clinical um information that was released by like Pfizer and stuff at the start and basically now it's showing if you have been vaccinated or unvaccinated when you get covid um because you can still get covid if you're vaccinated you have the same level of like viral viral load, load you yeah. are just as infectious yeah. as anybody else and this bullshit burnett institute saying that the unvaccinated are 94 percent more likely to transmit the virus fuck i would love to see the data yeah. that they collected to mm-hmm. prove that because i have never seen anything remotely yeah. like that no there was a, that big study that came out of america then um because they used inmates in prison oh uh-huh to prove yes. that um the viral load is exactly the same yeah um, yeah. And that's a very obviously well-controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, you can't really refute can't. the information mm-hmm. that they would have collected. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then there was this other one that I sent you, um, just a bit of it. Yeah. And so this is a comparison of official government um, information from uh, the UK again. Fully vaccinated are developing acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. Um, I'll just play that first short little bit. But they the whole study does go on to like really break down all the data, mm-hmm. and it gives you um, you know the percentage of immune loss for each age group, like each age category, and it goes I think one month and then three months and then six months after the shot. Mm-hmm. Like the the study really breaks it all down, and it's just. Um, it's we now crazy. have proof that COVID vaccines are destroying the immune systems of everyone that took it, and they are now developing full-blown AIDS. A comparison of official government reports suggests the fully vaccinated are developing acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. Latest UK PHE vaccine surveillance report figures on COVID cases show that doubly vaccinated 40 to 70 year olds have lost 40% of their immune system capability compared to unvaccinated people. Their immune systems are deteriorating at around 5% per week, between 2.7 and 8.7%. If this continues, then 30 to 50-year-olds will have 100% immune system degradation, zero viral defense by Christmas, 
and all doubly vaccinated people over 30 will have lost their immune systems by March of next year. And then it goes, Mm -hmm. like the study also goes on to say that um, after a booster, it does actually give you back some more of that immune response, Mm -hmm. but it only gives you back about 60%. Wow. And then it, um, instead of being a 5% loss each week, Mm -hmm. it degrades a lot quicker so then you will need another booster yeah right so basically once you're on that booster train Mm -hmm. you need to be on that booster train yeah um and do you remember when hiv patients got aids constantly because the medication they gave hiv people yeah, gave so them in the that, same fucking thing. Yeah, in that because he said he said I know AIDS sounds really scary. Yeah, said, people are like, oh my god, what? Technically, like the technical um, diagnosis for um, AIDS is your T cell or mm-hmm. B cell lymphocytes need to be below two hundred. Yeah, right. and the people. Um, after six months is down to 289 yeah right so they're like borderline aids so you see the thing too because i think um i always thought from what i had like read or whatever it was about six months mark up the six month mark after your vaccine you basically have fuck all antibodies from the vaccine yeah and they're saying that's like the most normally it drops off around the two month mark yeah you're just like all i can think about are the people like all the kids that and like the young adults that are getting myocarditis forever yeah like part like in six months they nearly have no antibodies to the fucking virus that they're meant to be protected from and they've also destroyed the other side of their what immune a cruel system irony man. you know like all those natural killers that mm. that um help ward off cancers and all that sort of stuff they just just fucking destroyed that side of their immune system you watch cancers explode now over yeah. the next five to ten years and it'll be so sly that you won't even notice it it'll be in people like my father-in-law who's already had bowel cancer mm-hmm. he'll get it again and they won't ever and they won't ever attribute it to the vaccine because no. they're like oh you've had bowel cancer yeah. you know the woman that you know that had mm-hmm. um breast cancer it'll come back yeah you know it'll just be so and it'll be all different sorts of cancers yeah. because that's how cancer works mm-hmm. you know just weakness wherever you know yeah it just takes advantage did you know like back in the in america um leukemia wasn't really a thing right yeah yeah and then when they started to electrify houses with electricity mostly in urban areas they started seeing leukemia for the first time yeah rural areas never had leukemia when they electrified all the houses leukemia rates just became the norm everywhere so now there's no control group leukemia is just a part of life ah there is though have you ever looked into the health stats of the amish no. It is fucking mind-blowing. See, they would be so many variables, though, because they would eat so well, yes. you know, all that shit. Yes. But they, so the only thing that they score normal on yeah. to us is type 1 diabetes. Interesting, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is obviously just a, a, yeah. a, a, a mutation or a dysfunction, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas every, basically everything else, cancer almost doesn't exist, mm. leukemia almost don't exist, there's no childhood... Um, there's no, like, no ADHD, there's no ADD, there's no autism, there's nothing. And the thing, like, the critique would be like, oh, but they don't go to the doctors to get tested or whatever. But but they're still living. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes that is, like, the whole, like one of the problems with Western medicine is over-treatment, over-diagnosis. Yeah. Like, you know what I was talking about the other day to my friend? Like, you know, hip dysplasia and little babies yeah. and stuff like that and clicky hips and stuff. Um, I didn't even look into it, but... I would love to know how um, needed it is for every child that has a clicky hip. Yeah. Is it one of these things that naturally, oh, you know, like it's a choice. Like you can you can put the brace on them or, you know, I'm sure there's some severe cases where you definitely need it. Yeah. But if you're baby wearing your babies in a froggy position all the time on you, how necessary is it to attach this to them? Mm. And then that inflates the numbers like, oh, this is cause, you know, this happens to this many babies. But like, I don't know. 
It's same with so much stuff that could you grow out of. Mammograms. Like, how many fucking studies out there saying, like, we're picking up cancers that probably would never progress and your body would defeat it. Or it would sit there for fucking 50 years, you know? Or the mammogram damages your breast tissue so much that you know mm. you're clear one year and then the next five years you got one the, the thing is it's like it could pick up something that could kill you soon or or it might not the thing is it's everyone's choice to see all the information and to make a decision based on what they want yeah. to do it's not for the government to control to mandate to bully people into getting it like you know it's it's every it's same with the vaccine like it you could be a candidate for dying from covid and then maybe you could look at the other information and say, you know, I already have a really bad heart. I don't want to risk the vaccine react like the reaction. Yeah. That is your personal decision to make between yourself, not for you and your doctor and your doctor to sway you and coerce <laughs> yes. you. It's for you to look at and sit with that and go, okay, so what do I want to do? What risk am I willing yeah, to run here? It's not up to somebody to mandate you to force you because there is another side to it. But if you only go to the doctor and you you like look up to your doctor, you're going to listen to me and get the jab. But that's yeah. not informed. You're not informed. Um, it. It's the same with everything, though. Um, I think... Sorry, I just have to check this one. No, it's all right. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, I, you know, um, like pregnancy, like prenatal care and birth and everything like that. Most women that I spoke to um, when I was pregnant with River, and if I mentioned, oh, no, I've never had a scan, I've never had a test, I've never, you know, I've never seen anyone, Mm. they would be like, oh, that's really cool. I could never do that, though, because this, this, and this went wrong with my pregnancy. And you're like, "Mm, did it, though? Or was it just detected because you were getting Mm. unnecessary tests and then it stressed you out for no reason and it didn't really change the course of your pregnancy, it didn't really need to be treated, Mm -hmm. you were just made aware of it and, Mm -hmm. you know, like... um, a girlfriend of mine got diagnosed with gestational diabetes because she was 0.1 over mm. what the thing is. Mm-hmm. And I think it meant if you were having a free, a wild pregnancy like I am, mm-hmm. you would never have been stressed out about gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. It never would have affected your pregnancy. Yep. And you would have just gone on and you wouldn't have had a high risk fucking birth. Yeah, exactly. You know, everything, mm-hmm. I think, if you look... Like when River was born, mm-hmm. I'm sure if they ran tests, they would have found something wrong with yeah. her. I have no doubt that they <laughs> yeah. would have. Yeah. You know, that poor little thing, she'd had a very traumatic entrance into the world. Yeah. I'm sure some of her levels and shit would have been out of whack but it's nothing that being against my skin and my breast didn't fix yeah mm -hmm. so why we always got to fucking intervene yeah i know it's so depressing the same like so much stuff will present in your baby and then you can look into it. Yeah. Like, you know, this kidney and, thing. And Some babies aren't born with a kidney. Yeah. You don't need to really, like, you don't really need to know that straight away. No. Like, when the, if it's asymptomatic. It'll become an issue. If it becomes like, an issue, then you can. It's pretty obvious. As yeah. Like, you know. um, and, yeah, we just overdiagnose everything. Like, you know, one of the most fucking common things that happen is, like, you get your, I, was, this was me with Roman's birth number two. Your placenta's a bit low at my 20-week scan. Nearly always your placenta moved up. you were worried about it. I fucking panicked. I was like, okay, I need to just like positive thinking. I'm not going to have a Caesar. I'm not going to have a my placenta moving. Oh my God, yeah. And yeah. like, unless you literally have had 50,000 C-sections and your uterus is scarred up, perhaps that placenta won't move up because it's down there because of, you know, that's normally how placenta previa, often how it happens or yeah. a crater or whatever. Um, you know, and so they tell these women all the time. I'm like, why do you have to fucking tell them that? Yeah. Just and at 20 weeks, like that. Uh, or 20, ridiculous. I had a friend recently that was told um, at 30, no, at 28 weeks that her baby was, <laughs> was breached. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Aren't they nearly always at that point anyway? They fucking flip around like, what the fuck? All of mine didn't flip until past 34 weeks. Like, what the fuck are we doing to women? So, 
that's what happened since our last podcast. The Australian Institute oh, of yes. Health and Women and Babies, whatever the fuck, released data for Australia, and it was we are terrible. Uh, we are abysmal with our rates. Yep. Like it's disgusting. It's so fucked up. And I just looked at it and I said, it is a high-risk setting, birthing in a hospital. Well, that's it. You it's know, absolutely high-risk. How everyone's like, oh, I, I could never birth at home because, you know, this and this and this went wrong with my birth. And I always just think, yeah, but you dumb schmuck. Yeah. That, that and that went wrong with your birth because mm-hmm. of the hospital. Yeah. Not because of birth. Also, there's such a big thing. Your baby's too big. Your baby's too small. Mm. Ultrasounds are 50% chance right. Do you know what that means? They're 50% chance wrong. Oh, I, but even so, like, have you ever heard in the free birth or home birth world a baby being too big? No. Never. No. Not once. No. Maybe getting themselves in a shitty position. Yeah. But never their it's size. Born. Yeah. They eventually fucking come out. Because what happens is like, oh, my baby's too big. Okay, go and get induced. And yeah. then what happens? It's insane. So you get the epidural. Then what happens? You're laying down with the CTG the whole time. And then what happens? Your pelvis can't open. And then what happens? You're oh, being held back. Cesarean. And then you cut. And then, oh, dystocia. Oh, my God. Because they overdiagnosed dystocia. Let me fucking tell you that. Oh, yeah. You go to to an old school midwife like Hannah Darling she's been around for fucking ever she writes university textbooks so she's not some kind of quack you know midwife in the middle of nowhere she said in her career she's seen home birth she's worked in high risk fucking hospital units in Sydney she said I've seen true dystocia maybe like twice my whole career I have met midwives who look like you know my daughter who's eight (laughs) oh I've you know I've had like 12 dystocias this year and I think, like, how fucking dangerous are you around women who are birthing? And you're thinking every second baby that slowly is emerging is dystocia, dystocia, dystocia. You're causing half of it anyway, this so-called dystocia. Because you're holding, you know, like, because these women, you're not looking at how they got to the point of having a baby like that. Babies do come out. Do people realise you don't need to pull them out either? Yeah, I know, right? Like, just let the woman breathe and that like, baby will come out. For anybody to even be, like, slighted at I liked, women who I like that one. I like that one you shared yesterday, I think it was. about Michael Odin. Um, one cannot actively help a woman to give birth. The goal is to avoid disturbing her unnecessarily. I like that one. No, but um, one about you don't need to push. Yeah. And like and you don't need to know when to push. No, I've never it's yeah. it's instinctual. It mm-hmm. is so primal. Yeah. You can't explain it. You don't know when it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, it'll fucking happen exactly. if you let it. Yeah. With Sophie I pushed like I that it just was involuntary and once yeah. again the midwife was like, Don't worry, just you know oh, I mean what it goes with it. Sometimes you might have to physically uh, you know you might have to physically And it's push. uncontrollable though? Yes. Mm. And you your body is screaming at you when it's ready to do that. And sometimes it feels it doesn't even feel bad to push. No, I I found it to be like It's a like relief. doing the best shit ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And but I feel like when I'm pushing it's sometimes scary because you can feel your skin not so bad in the pool though. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels good. But sometimes you're like, oh if I push hard it feels like I'm gonna break open, I'm gonna like yeah, rip yeah. my whole vagina open. But that's the thing, if you and sometimes when you get to ten centimeters you don't need to push immediately. No. Well, I certainly didn't with Dusty like, or River or Cody. I didn't yeah. need any of them. When you're I had hosp- a nice little break, actually, with yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. When you're in hospital and they, they're shoving your fingers up there for the 10th time. Oh, you're 10 centimetres now. Okay, at quarter past, we're going to start pushing. That's exactly what You can say, no, no thanks. I'm just going to have a little rest now. Yeah. If you've had an epidural too, you probably can rest. So rest. And your body's still going to like... 
there are women who have been in car accidents that are in ICU and still birth. Will birth, and guess what? They don't need to push. Yeah. Like Dr. Stu's gone to a couple of them. They they're completely fucked out. They've still carried the pregnancy. They're in ICU. They're on life support. Yeah. The baby comes out. Your body pushes them out. Often, if you die when you're heavily pregnant, your baby will come out as well. Like it's a right at the end. You know, if you die when you're like 42 weeks or something, like yeah. Um, so it's a thing that you don't get a chance to do in hospital. Yeah. And then if you're pushing before you should. That's when you fucking tear. That's when the baby gets stuck. That's when they're in a shitty position. That's when you're going to hurt your pelvic floor. So yes. when you are old, you're going to need a pessary because you're <laughs> fucked up. Yes. Like, God. So this is Australia's um, Mothers and Babies report. So Australia is currently only 42.5% of mothers who gave birth had a spontaneous labour. And But that doesn't even mean that you had a spontaneous labour and went on to have A no... spontaneous birth. Exactly. Mm. That's just saying that the onset of labour was spontaneous. Yeah. So one in three women had induced labours. Almost two in three women had vaginal births while the remainder, six, 36% had a C-section. So I think... Um, is it under 50? It's like 11%. It should be, yeah, I thought it should be under, I think. Under 15, definitely. Under 15, yeah. So we're over, well and truly over And I think they said the good, a good spot is 11%. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what I've read. Yeah. Um, more than 9 in 10 women who had an instrumental vaginal birth. So that's like forceps and uh, vacuum. vacuum. Uh, so 9 out of 10, 96% had pain relief. And so I think um, that goes to show how pain relief can. So the thing is. How it fucks with you later. How it fucks you up. Yeah. And the fetal ejection reflex might not work because you are... And, like, gas isn't as um, innocent as it seems. Yeah. Like, it takes you away. Like, all this type of shit. And you're just like, women need to know that. Everyone I... Like, I know so many women. I remember when Tana was born, a friend had a baby not long after, and she said, oh, um, everything was going really well until I had the pethidine, and then Bub's heart rate dropped, Mm. so they wanted to get Bobby out real quick, so they put the vacuum on and pulled her out. Mm. And I think, yeah, well, the pethidine fucked you. Another friend, I was doing really well. Or the pethidine made her lay down instead. Yeah. And not follow, feel her body thinking, no, I need to sit up, but I can't sit down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another friend, um, everything was going really well, and then she wanted some pain relief, so she had some morphine and everything just stopped yeah labor just completely stopped she's like fuck i regret taking that Um, and another friend um same with the morphine was doing really well then took the morphine and then just felt really spaced out and disconnected from the birth yeah you know just didn't enjoy it after that yeah like and it's don't get me wrong like i totally understand wanting Pain relief, especially if birth. you're birthing in a fucking especially hospital, when you're in man. hospital. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. Took, I took pain relief when I was in hospital with Tanner, yeah. um, and so I totally understand wanting it. Mm. But that that's because those were the conversations I was surrounded with at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it hurts too much, sweetie, just take the pain relief. Yeah, oh, you're, you're, we want to save you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just oh, if you if you want an epidural, just let us know. And even my friends, mm. I only had one friend at that time who yeah. had even delivered vaginally. The mm. rest were all C sections. Yeah, that's crazy. So it, it's just these conversations that we're having. You know, imagine if if it was you and me, mm. our kinds of stories. Yeah, out there, mm-hmm. women would feel would feel more. Um, I guess they would have the strength more to say, no, I don't need pain relief. Like being connected Mm -hmm. to my birth is is more important than escaping from the pain. Yeah. And when you uh, labor completely unhindered, you do also escape because your brain does some shit. You go into another place. Like, and I couldn't die on this. Like I could not die and not know what that was like. Like I remember before I had Sophie, I was like, I can't be on my deathbed and not know what labor would feel like. That's something that only happens to women. And how could I bypass that? Yeah. And it's, but the thing is when you start talking like this, people who 
you know, and there are definitely women out there who, even from home, laboring for fucking five days, they're fucked up. Oh, yeah. And it's like, this is totally needed, man. They need to be knocked out for a bit and have a sleep. You know, like, we're not discounting that, but that's rare. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen often, and yeah. that's, but that's the narrative that gets thrust upon us all, and then people who are like, don't want to make people feel bad, don't want to share the good shit, which is most of the time. Like, yeah. most of the time, statistically, you're going to be fine, man. Like, yeah. it's really sad. Um, Unless you go to hospital. Yeah, I know. And this is so 20, 25% of women have an episiotomy in this country. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? That's a quarter of all women. That birthing. is your vagina being cut open. But then when you look at the induction rates, of course that has to happen. When you normally go into labor, there's not a 25% chance. If you just fucking labor at home and have your kid in your fucking bathroom, you don't have a 25% chance of getting cut because you haven't been laying on your back with an epidural and this is probably necessary because you've been induced for some bullshit reason like, oh, big baby, which turns out to be and a 3.2 kilo baby. And you're relaxed and you're calm and you're secure and you feel safe and all mm-hmm. those hormones are doing exactly what they need to be doing. And there's no timer on you no. and there's nobody shoving the fingers up being like, oh, you're 10 centimeters, you've got two hours to push now. When that baby comes down when it's meant to come down, mm-hmm. it opens all your tissues up, it yeah. slowly and happens. You're, and, and you're so relaxed. Or fast. What you know, like yeah. even even um, Rivers, who was a lot quicker than the others, mm. I was still I was still relatively relaxed. You know, like everything. I don't know. It, yeah. And like you said, you just go into a different place. Yeah. There's even if you don't feel relaxed, there are things in your nervous system that aren't tweaking because you're not in hospital. Yeah. yeah. And like I think sometimes women who have no idea what happens in the hospital might be more relaxed because they're like, oh, I don't know. If you are aware, or if you have stories. Mm. Like, you are going to want to push that kid out and rip yourself up or get an episiotomy to tear that kid out five minutes before it was just going to be born spontaneously because you're scared of what's going to happen. Like, yeah, it's a fucking shame. With this, so that, um, there's this little TikToker, like a little interview, you know, the discernible officialism. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, um, he shared a clip and I thought it was interesting because I think once you look once you like listen to actual experts and scientists and, and fucking people and he's like super educated yeah he's got like masters and majors mm. and all sorts of yeah. shit yeah you know the language they use yeah. and how sinister it is and yeah. people who watch mainstream media don't realize how you know well this dude was interviewing a guy that talked about a phrase that's being used and it's interesting because it's okay let me just find it was tiktok Academics, the the integrity or the the behavioural units, they can hide in the shadows and nobody calls them out, but they're the manipulators at the end of the the day. They're the people that are saying to, you know, honest, hardworking, mainstream people, um, we're going to manipulate you through the media. Who are these people? So the the federal government and big government have... um, the behavioral insights units, which are filled of psychologists, behavioral psychologists, on the on the on the payroll, and, and this is all about the the, the language that they use oh, and right, the nudging, right, like right. staying apart keeps us together. That's from the behavioral insights unit, and all that kind of manipulation, and what they're doing is using a bag of psychological tricks that are highly manipulative, like creating confusion or disorder in people. Right. Like, think about that, or or. If you can stay home, you must stay home. What's wrong with that? That's just a double bind. It's like, stand up, sit down. Can you explain this to me? Because my mind says, yeah, great. 
If you can stand me, you must stand. Yeah, so this is like a double bind. It's like when you give people two simultaneous instructions that they can't actually do at the same time. So if I told you to, to get me that water but stay there. I can't. You can't do that. And if you can stay home, you, why don't they say, please stay home? Hang on, what, how's that a double bind? Because, you can stay home, be, be, because can is permission and possibility. Oh, I must. A, a must is an oh. order and a directive. So I'm coming out of the fog. So it's building this kind of language in. Or saying the roadmap, there's no certainty with the roadmap. Why? They could say, okay, it's going to be six months, guys. One, two, three. This is the, the main step. But it's all about confusion or creating or using, putting Dan in a jacket and then Dan in a different environment. And so Gidgey Healing. Oh, it's so hand, true. Yeah, handing out free shirts. And their, their little fucking slogan is make the choice. Like, make, so they're telling you make it, but choice. Like, no, it's a choice, but it's not a choice. You're saying make the choice, mm. but it's not a fucking choice if you're telling me I have to do that. Yeah. Make and choice. Like, why would you put that in the same sentence? It's like such fuckery, man. Um, on a psychological level, like, the damage that's being done to mm -hmm. people is is so far-reaching. Yeah. Um, I read a story um, by a dude, I think it was on Telegram, and he was saying he was at the pub the other night with his mates and yeah. he's unvaccinated and mm -hmm. the rest of them were all vaccinated and they were saying, oh, like it sort of came up that um, they should be denied healthcare and uh -huh. like the guy, like he said, his mate sitting next to him yeah, was like, yeah, they, they, they should be not denied healthcare or they should have to pay out of pocket for it. And he sort of just called him out on it and he was like, well, it's nice to know who would have shot me in, in the in the back and pushed me in the grave, you mm. know, like mm -hmm. cheers for that basically. Yeah. And yeah. then he said his mate went real quiet and sort of sat back from the conversation and then his mate gave him a call the next day and he was like, mate, I'm really sorry. You really made me realise how brainwashed I've become. Yeah. Like he said, I didn't actually think about the words I was saying. He said, mm -hmm. but when you said about me shooting you in the back and pushing you in a grave, he's like, yeah. it made me just look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. And see that I'm just regurgitating yeah. what the news have told me. Yeah. And you know what the problem is, is like they're talking about these slogans and shit come from government yeah. and the media repeats it. This is a bit of the Matt Tyvey uh, thing and he talks about it as well that it's gonna you know who knows what the long-term consequences of it are going to be right and this is uh biden fucking biden when he was running for president who, are you gonna take the shot who knows what it's gonna do to you Kamala. there's no long-term test kamala He's saying she out. wouldn't take the shot so many fucking people and those same people are the ones that just take the shot man i know, you know like the, the same people the well, very same people the same people well, he's hot i reckon same people, yeah. you know they produced it they sold it. this is the same people yeah and and Respond. they came up with this whole phrase the uh pandemic of the unvaccinated yeah right so the, the, exactly the same people who were who were having vaccine hesitancy the year previously came up with this phrase and, and here's the part that's, that's shameful it's one thing for a politician to use a phrase like that that's clearly cooked up um you know with their consultants uh in whatever you know evil political lab laboratory they, they they sit around and decide how they're gonna you know do their messaging campaigns but then for for you know an anchor person to get up and repeat it like it's his or her own thinking that's just embarrassing you know, yeah. like, since when do we, since, uh, you know, let uh, politicians write our material for us? And that's what they do. That's yeah. the weakness of journalism. They yeah. make the choice. They follow the slogans all the governments say, the premiers say. It's... Um, there, and there, there's so many floating around, too. 
Um, no, there's so many. What, what, what was the Jabber one? Don't oh, be a jibber. Be a, don't be a jabber. No, don't listen to the jibber. Get, go see the jabber, see jabber. Yeah. Uh, so much simple shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it just blows my mind. It's psychological warfare, man. Yeah, and I've said this to Chris a few times, and now he has obviously agreed that there's a definite pattern. Yeah. It amps up. I think I've said it here before, uh-huh. too. It amps up, and then it fades yeah. off a bit and then it amps mm. up again and then it fades off a bit yeah. and they're doing like one industry at a time you know like they did aged care first yeah. because obviously that was the most um high risk yeah and category. almost you could almost like at that point the vaccine's very new yeah not much you could almost justify yeah. yeah um not that i still wrong as fuck oh wrong as fuck yeah, yeah. but you can understand it then mm. then they came for healthcare, and again you can kind of understand it but i still i still maintain it should have only ever been people working actually in icus yeah it shouldn't have been like for fucking pediatrician pediatric oh, boards and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. um and now they've come for teachers yeah oh sorry police and then and now mm-hmm. teachers and Childcare workers. yeah they're slowly just working through each mm-hmm. industry because if they had have just said all right all these industries need to be um mm-hmm. vaccinated yeah. everyone would have been out on the streets fucking rioting yeah, yeah but they've just done one at a time and because mm-hmm. it was just one little group of people they didn't feel the strength or the community mm-hmm. you know that um oneness yeah to get up and fight for themselves mm-hmm. so those that didn't comply lost their jobs and the ones that are left are the fuckwits that listen yeah mm-hmm. and they've slowly just done that through each industry mm-hmm. um so yeah like you know what's so it's just such up. a slippery slope yeah and it's so obvious like um, in that latest Hawaii interview, they do talk about Omicron and just pack, unpacking it and how it really is very mild. No one's actually died There's from no it yet. Attributed Anyone to who's it. had it has been vaccinated. Like, um, I remember the day before there was this article that came out and they talk about this in the Hawaii too. Um, why the fuck has Africa not had mass COVID deaths? They have the smallest amounts of COVID we deaths. We talked about it yeah, on here, yeah, remember? We? Yes. And they even, Africa said, stop sending vaccines. Yes. They can't afford it and we don't need it. Yes. The next day, Omicron. Yes. And, and it, then and it came from Africa. And it came from Africa. Yeah. And then they said it's affecting the 5 to 11 year old. Oh. Uh, the under fives. Under fives, yeah. When, when at the same time they just said we're going to, uh, like, you know, 5 to 11-year-olds can now be vaccinated. Yeah. So they're trying to swoop in. There's no evidence to suggest it's... Like, there's nothing. This is no. all speculation. No, it's just they words even on, a, on a screen. They bring boosters three months earlier because of Omicron. There's nothing there. Like, yeah. what are you... And you're trusting these people to go get the vaccine again? I know. But see, if you think the vaccine has no side effects, which you literally believe if you only watch the news, then you're like, oh, fine, I'll just get the vaccine again. Like, baby, say I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's only one. God. It's only one more. Another thing as well is like I was talking to somebody who I was referring to a family member who drinks a lot of piss and he's hesitant doesn't really want the vaccine but I was like he's probably going to get it now because you can't go to the pokies without it yeah. and I was just like oh um and this person kind of was like oh but he doesn't want the vaccine but he just drinks and gambles and I was like huh and then I was like so I don't care what people do with their bodies you don't lose your rights. I don't care if you're a heroin addict on the street. You don't no. lose your rights. No. You still have a, de- and, a thing of bodily autonomy. And I think I think smoking, drinking, gambling, I think all of that is ridiculous, but I'm not walking up to people and removing yeah. the alcohol from their hands yeah. or taking the cigarettes away from them. Or mandating them. No, I'm not, telling own... them, I'm not telling them that they can no longer drink yeah. alcohol. Because if you have the power to do that to somebody, that means... 
if you have an ideology of like free birth is going to kill everyone, despite the evidence saying it doesn't, you can come in and now arrest me because yeah. you think what my health decision is, is reckless. The yeah. same as drinking, like, or going and gambling or whatever. Like, no, just stop it. Because then like, you know, this whole Jacinta Ardern thing, wanting to stop cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. Prohibition has never worked. No. Never worked. No. There has not been an instance in history where prohibition has worked. Yeah. All it's done is create a bigger black market. Look at the drug war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and alcohol, when you know, there was that yeah. Massive prohibition in in the states mm. never fucking worked, and all it did was put like it really did make a lot of people rich because when they yeah. reintroduced it, there was just all the big people were creating alcohol and you yeah, know. um, and that's why and look at all the communities here, the, all the dry communities, yeah, they're all fucking uh-huh. drunk every day. And then once the government decides this is bad, even if we know it's bad, yeah. But what happens when they this creeping kind of control? Control. What happens when they go meat's really bad? Because yeah. I've looked at one side of the evidence, and you can only have one bit of slab of meat a, a week. That could happen. Yep. But there's a whole other side of and, the and, evidence. And then they and then they start saying homeschool's bad. Yeah. Home birth's bad. Exactly. You know, next thing we're Sweden, and you can't yeah. homeschool, and you can't home birth, exactly. and you know, it's it's fuck. And it starts with something like people, vaccine people mandate. Genuinely believe that it won't get there. Yeah. But then I always just say to anyone that argues, oh, this is nothing like what it was like in fucking Germany. In Germany. I think you dumb fuck. Mm-hmm. It didn't start with trains and gas chambers. Yeah. It started with propaganda machine telling mm-hmm. the Germans that the Jews were filthy yeah. and vectors of disease mm-hmm. and then we couldn't shop at certain times and they couldn't do this yep. and they couldn't do that. They couldn't there was work. a boycott on Jewish businesses. They couldn't I think if they had more than two and a half thousand dollars they, they can't have hand, it they had handed all over. They couldn't keep a certain amount of money in their house. Yep. It's just little like it things, and it's probably small, and like slowly justified. And that's what all the Holocaust survivors have said. You know, it was all just really slow. Like one yeah. week it was this, and the next month it was this, and the next month it was that, and then, you know, three years yeah. later we're in fucking we've got shaved heads and we're about to die. Yeah, like fuck, stop trying to tell me it's not yep. the same because it is the fucking same. And listen, like instead of listening to your little propped up tokenized minority people that get on ABC and say this is nothing like what we had to go through, that go listen to the minorities who are speaking the other side. Go and listen to there the is survivors that's... of Auschwitz. So exactly. It is exactly the yeah. fucking same. Go listen to the Aboriginal people who have just been removed from their community to go to a quarantine camp. Did you see that? Yeah. And then three young fellas ran off. Yeah. And they were hunted down hunted like down. they were criminals. They'd been charged. And they tested negative. What the fuck? It's like rabbit proof fence. They ran away from, <laughs> they were captured. Like, what the fuck? How do you not see this? Yeah. That South African nurse who was speaking at the Sunshine Coast Rally. She spoke so well and she was talking about like... I oh, I saw her. a bit of it, She yeah. grew up in like the apartheid Africa and yeah, she yeah. just said, we see this. It was a great speech and she, because she comes from a country where she's seen division and stuff. Like she's not... You know, this whole like um, when people come out, you're like, well, you don't know what oppression is. Like, Ugh. and it's like, this is what the government and the higher ups want you to do. That They want us to fight like this yeah. and not realize the oppression is coming from them. Yeah. And we're on the same side, you know? Yeah. It's so frustrating. It and yeah, the thing is, where does it end, man? Where does it end? Yeah. And, well, two years ago, did you think that you wouldn't be able to go to a cafe because you haven't had a vaccine? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, if you can't see mm-hmm. the fucking comparisons, yeah. you are, you're fucked. Yeah. I told Chris how you had that theory. Um, you messaged me a couple of weeks if ago. If it was a good thing? Yeah, and you were like, maybe the elite are clever. Yeah. Maybe they're not evil. And maybe, good. Maybe they're doing this to genuinely, um, you know, wipe out the useless eaters and the dumbasses and all that sort of stuff. Maybe they realise, you know, because the system is by their design. Mm. So maybe they've realised, oh, we fucked it up, let's try again. Yeah. And they are 
trying to get rid of all the useless eaters. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, like, if you are, just say there is like the whole like Illuminati or whatever the fuck it is, right? The elites and they're sitting around and they're like, we've got so many people on this planet. How are we going to decide? We need to cut it down. We're going to die. Like maybe they know information, right? And then you're like, so how do we cull people? And then it's like, but who do we want on the planet? And so it's like all, and like when you look at the planet, maybe it isn't a racist thing, right? But maybe they're like the minority countries, they still have traditions. They still have uh, like value of families yeah they yeah. like eat more traditionally they're not using the resources that these fat western countries do so maybe we go in and we start with this kind of virus it's going to knock out of the unhealthy people because we don't want them um it's gonna we're gonna introduce mandates because the people who are critical thinkers who can see through shit that's who we want yeah they're not going to get the vaccine yeah. and then it's like the people and then we're gonna we're gonna put pressure on them so people who how much integrity integrity do you have like are you yeah. willing to lose your fucking house to not get the jab that's who we want on our side like Matt, and then imagine if everyone fucking dies yeah. and who's left are the people who were like we're not fucking doing that yeah because that's and, the humans and, i would want on my planet i know right there was a um a tweet I saw and it was a dude and he's like and someone was saying you know the unvaccinated are fucking cowards it's just a vaccine get it and mm. this dude replied and he was like um, I'm double vaccinated he said I got it you know because I wanted to mm. he said but um, if I was in a war I would want the unvaccinated people next to me he said because they are going to some great lengths to avoid this shit yeah and they're the people I would want next to me sure, man. you know and, and everyone I totally understand that everyone has a price yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, How many people have had it because they literally have to feed their family? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I totally feel for them and I, and I, my heart really breaks for them. It's a shitty situation to find yourself in, um, especially if both income earners mm -hmm. are relied on and both fa facing mandates. Yeah. You know, I think most families could probably go back to one income if they mm. had to, yeah. but not many could lose both. Yeah. Um, so I really feel for them. But at the same time, I know that I would literally mm. be in debt up to my eyeballs, mm -hmm. living in a fucking tin shed <laughs> yeah. with my kids mm -hmm. to avoid this shit. Yeah. And I can say that with 100% mm -hmm. certainty. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, it just, and I'm not, that doesn't make me a better person. That just makes me more convicted. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, and I totally understand that everyone has different levels of comfort and mm -hmm. some people are happy to make more sacrifices than others and everyone's different and that's what makes the world fucking. Yeah. But when you zoom out, like it gets emotional when you zoom in and you're like, oh, look at this poor family. But when you zoom out the macro lens, yeah, all the people who are like, fuck it. You know, but I kind of think, okay, sweet. So you got the vaccine to keep your job, but next winter they're going to mandate it on your kid so that your kid can go to school. Mm -hmm. Are you going to give it to your kid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like where's your line in the sand? Mm -hmm. Because eventually they're going to cross it Yeah. and you're going to have to make a choice eventually. Yeah. Like, are you just going to submit completely to what yeah. they want you to do? Mm -hmm. Or is there going to be a point in time where you go, okay, I'm going to go live in the bush because I don't want a piece of this. Yeah. You know, yeah, I so think, true. I think, and I think if everyone had have made that choice earlier, mm -hmm. we would have been in a stronger position. Yeah, exactly. The more people that get dragged into this shit, mm -hmm. the harder it's going to be to get out. Yeah. It's so true. Yep. Spot on, man. Next winter will be interesting times. Yeah, I know. Really it's interesting. Because be. mm -hmm. I really feel like they're really going to push it on kids, school-aged kids, and yeah. I really feel like next winter there'll be an outbreak. Mm. Fucking outbreak. <laughs> and they'll mandate it on kids. Yeah. And then you'll really or, see... And, it, and if it's not a mandate, it'll be done in such a way that if you're unvaccinated, you can't come to school, but you can zoom in. Yeah. And it'll just be made impossible for parents to do that. Yeah. And it'll be like a, you know... 
And all the, and by then, all those parents have fucking had the jab. Yeah. If they're still working. And then it is really like throw your hands in the air, like, oh, fuck it. What do I need to have a life? And it's like, well, yeah. that's cool. That's the price you pay, I guess. We yeah. all, you know. Mm. Yes. On other news too, I forget what his name is. I wrote it down at home, but I forgot to put it in my phone. Yeah. There is a, a big lawyer dude Ricardo Bossi no not Ricardo Bossi Um, but he is right my dad told me about him the other day oh he's cool and I'd seen him a bit but I didn't know his name or anything he is really cool he is for the uh, great Australia great Party yeah, party or something. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. military lawyer dude. Like yeah, in the military. no. So there's a dude over in Europe, and he's got a team of 150 lawyers and scientists together, and Sweet. they are starting the Nuremberg trials. Oh, I seen this. Yeah, Sweet. they get like they're just. I don't know how it Fuck works yeah. or how it goes or like what countries will be involved. What a fucking or... exciting time for those people. I know, right? It's scary, but like how invigorating to feel like okay, I can actually do something. Yeah, I read this article the other day. Like if you go on Google. Google and Google um, to COVID-19 vaccines um, breach the Nuremberg Code. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so bad. It comes up with like, all these shitty articles. Anyway, so I read one of theirs just to get a yeah. feel for what they were sort of, and they were saying, no, it doesn't breach the Nuremberg trials because the vaccine's not experimental and all this sort of shit. Oh, and, yeah, and like, he, normies would read that and be like, yeah, so, so. Yeah. And then when you post something about the Nuremberg trials, no, nah, Google doesn't say it does breach. Yeah. <laughs> But then if you go on DuckDuckGo yeah. and search the same thing, it comes up with all this stuff and it, it takes you to the pieces of the Nuremberg Code, Sweet. like to the sections of the Nuremberg Code that have been violated. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's so fucking obvious. And then also <laughs> I, I think it was very um, clarifying when Austria, I think, is trying to cancel the Nuremberg Code. Oh, my God, I know. Did you see the fining? They're yeah. going to fine people, and yeah. if you don't get it, they're going to repo it out of your pay and shit. Yeah. Um, was of it course, $500 I was, a month, I think? I thought it was $600 if uh, for something, and then if you don't get it within a certain amount of time, $3,600 you get fined, and if you re- remain in delinquent, they repo it and all this type of stuff. <sighs> Yeah, I've seen that thing about they want to fuck around with the Nuremberg Code. I'm like, yeah. oh, red, red flag, red flag. Yeah, so like, if it's not like... a violation of the Nuremberg Code, why you got to cancel what it? Do you have to... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it... they wanted to tweak some a sentence in it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how people sit at a desk and think of that and don't think... They, they, they don't like... see that, though. Yeah, I suppose it's not, that wouldn't be reported anywhere. No. That's so true, yeah. The protests don't even done. get reported. Yeah, that's Nowhere. true. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you how I didn't have a phone for like a few yeah, days yeah, yeah. and I like, I couldn't be fucked because I had an Android and like, I don't know how uh, people use them. Things. Yeah, I couldn't even figure out how to put Instagram or Facebook or Twitter on. And, um, I literally, all I could rely on was like the news and Ooh. I was like, I was like, no wonder yeah. people yep. have no idea what's going on. You don't have, Twitter is great. Like, yep. you know, if you're on there following like athletes and like Kardashians, like it's not, not probably going to be useful, but if you're following PhDs or people that are like reposting from the source yep. information, like, Hey, we just did this study, rah, rah, rah. Yep. like that Byron guy from the Japan study, everything. It's out there straight away. You can read it. You can see links and and you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. But, like, I watched the TV and I was like, no wonder people think unvaccinated people are the devil. No wonder they think mandates are pro. Because no wonder they your... think Omicron is going to come fucking kill them oh, and their kids. Yeah. 
there's so it's so scary they're showing you like two percent slice of what's out there yeah and that's what you're basing decisions on that's what you're basing and judging people on is what you're just reading on the news and the people that are even more stoic in that are even more captured by them like yeah, yeah. no i actually get my information you know i'm like from I'm, where from where I'm, I'm really well informed i watch the news every night i don't know how you can be well informed and be pro mandate it's an oxymoron yeah like you you aren't informed no you're not informed in history you're not but informed if, with what's so going even, on now even if you are only watching the mainstream news being pro-mandate i don't see how you could be pro-mandate because if you're pro-mandate you're uh you're against human rights you are yeah. against people having the right to work and to live and to play and mm. to travel you're against that and yeah. who the fuck would be against that but see that on the news there'll be some fancy person that talks properly and there's a fucking doctor who's like it's not against your human rights actually and they'll say it's against my human rights if you're not vaccinated like that's the, the spin Ugh. and you're just like oh see, I don't no. watch this. some chick tried to fucking tear shreds off me the other day because she's like oh you pull mainstream news when you when it feels when you feel like it I'm like no can't I'm just dumbing the conversation down so that you'll yeah. fucking listen to yeah. me I said if I pulled out the resources and the evidence that mm. I have you'd yeah. say it's extreme and it's yeah, and you wouldn't read it because you can't read it. And then she was like, oh, um, why don't you just go watch the news? I'm like, I don't even own a TV. Yeah. So. <laughs> Chris watches it on YouTube and he tells me, but sometimes like I'll hear it, yeah. like Anastasia's voice. I'm like, oh, just turn it off. No, I, I can't even stand your voice. Sometimes I'll, like, I'd put it on and then I'll, and nearly every time I would be like, are you on crap? And I'd get my phone and record it. Like, I've got to fucking like, show Sarah this. Like, it's just unbelievable what's on there. Like... The only time I see it is when people are tearing shreds off her. Yeah. Yeah, and so I only see the clip, thankfully. Oh, god damn. Oh, she's gross. Yeah, I know. They're all so festy. What time is it? 12? Yeah. 17? Nice big one. It is a nice big one. Yeah. We needed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know how, um, like, we're tearing down statues of racist people or we're, like, cancelling people who were, like, inappropriate with young girls when they were, like, rock stars back in the, you know... And you know how those people are like, it was just a different time back then, different standards. I feel like I can see that a bit. Like, I already thought that. Like, yeah, of course it was a different time. Like, of course everyone was grabbing chicks' asses and sleeping with 14-year-olds. Like, that's fucked up now. But at the time, it probably was acceptable. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, the Magda Zavansky, whatever the fuck her name is, people that are like, fuck anti-vaxxers, mm -hmm. I think will in 50 100 years look back on like oh my god those horrible people they did what yeah and it'll be like no they thought they were really good like yeah. it's so funny i'm like this is how racists back in the day got away with it because now they're disgusting the way they're talking about anti-vaxxers but it's supported by the society it's yeah it's even like slavery and, yeah yeah and then i'm like oh my god this is how it happens and in, you know in 50 years we're going to be disgusted and how did how did you hang around with people that were anti-vax what the fuck because the whole narrative will change eventually yeah and i'm like wow this is really interesting that be alive at this time of history really yeah I, I, I was we were saying chris and i were saying that you know like our parents kind of missed out on the the first two world wars not that you know you would want to have been alive mm. during them but mm. um so our parents kind of missed out on those and then they they are kind of missing out on this too you know because they're past that sort of working yeah, yeah. age and some times they don't really know yeah it's not life. really affecting that you know those people that are mm -hmm. early retirement or in retirement yeah. um but for our generation, this is this is the third world war. Yeah, like, I think it is too. Yeah, it's not going to be guns blazing. No. or I think it could go into a civil war, maybe. Uh, yeah, but... yeah. But I think civil war is probably more um, by their design. Like yeah, I think if right. I think if civil war does break out, especially in America, then it's been instrumental. Yeah, you know yeah. they've designed it that way. Yeah, they need America to self combust. Yeah.
Because yeah, America's it, the only difference. On the brink, man. America's the only difference between that global new world order and not. Yeah, that's interesting. Because mm. they all can still fight. Yeah, still they got like six hundred million weapons, or whatever yeah. it is. They've Australia... got enough like three guns for each person or something. Yeah, Australia's got what four million guns, <laughs> yeah. I think, or three million guns, and we've got twenty-seven million people. <laughs> oh we <God>. fucked. <laughs> Well, not me personally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yeah. Mm. Interesting times, that's it for is. sure. Definitely. Alrighty. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, catch counts. Catch counts. <laughs>